0: Tabletalk is not your typical D&D TTRPG podcast. We are not here <laughs> to run you through our whole campaign.
1: We're here to talk about everything else in the space of tabletop roleplay.
0: I'm your host, Alejandra Wilhelm.
1: And I'm also your host, Mariah Gresham. And we're your tabletop
0: roleplay girlies.
1: Quick PSA from post production Mariah. This episode will center on our experience with lines and veils and how we maintain emotional safety while telling great stories. Content warning for brief, topical mentions of suicide and self-harm from a minute 55 to two minutes and 50 seconds. Please feel free to skip this section if it might be triggering for you. Enjoy the show. And we're rolling.
0: Ready, Freddy? Ready, Freddy. Um, Perfect. Well, welcome back to Table Talk. Thank you so much for uh, enjoying our shenanigans enough. I guess to listen to us ramble some more. (laughs) Our nonsense. nonsense. Our nonsense, or Your regularly nonsense. scheduled nonsense. Your regularly scheduled nonsense with your favorite um, tabletop roleplay girlies. Um, yeah, so actually, I think this episode we we kind of discussed, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about lines and veils as uh, yes. something that you encounter at the table, uh, which is something that, you know, uh, I got introduced to by that mutual friend that we, that we both shared, because I don't think I had that happen in my first game that I ever played. Uh, but we've definitely had varying degrees of encounters of DMs that have never heard of Lines and Veils, DMs that yes. highly encourage it, what happens when they are in use, when they're not in use. Yeah, and I think
1: we've had different levels. I mean, we both now have policies about that being an explicit discussion Yeah, that we take in our own games and games we play in and all of that. For sure. So- For sure. And just in case, you know, there's
0: anybody listening that, like, also, like, like many DMs I've encountered that haven't heard about it before. Yes. Lines and veils uh, in the TTRPG space are like a discussion you have with your players prior to starting the game where you discuss things that they may not want to encounter in a role play scenario. Things that might be triggering. Uh, things that could be addressed but maybe don't go into detail. Yeah. So that's where lines are lines, are, are. lines lines in the sand. We are no not crossing. Go. We're not going to touch it. Veils are, you know, I can see it but I do not want to interact
1: with it yeah. too much. Or like it can be a topic it can exist yeah. in the world it can be a thing that happens but i don't it want needs it happen to happen to me or my care you know off screen quote unquote yeah. like i don't want to role play like i'll mm-hmm. use allow myself and use my example mine one of mine is great like, graphic depictions of suicide yeah and where it's like is that a part of life and a thing that happens absolutely. to real people absolutely and like i don't need that erased Mm -hmm. necessarily but i also don't need it to be like a central thing i'm am not or going to role play a suicide scene or sit through the role play of a suicide scene like if it happens you know off camera again like that's that's it or it's
0: like alluded to or something like
1: that. yeah it's just like i don't we're not gonna sit here and have like a 13 reasons why moment where we go (laughs) like step by step detailed through it and I won't even get on that soapbox because I'm a psych major with depression <laughs> and I'm not going to go there mm-hmm. and why that's problematic for sure but um, and yeah so it's it's
0: something that's like in my opinion deeply deeply important and fundamental when you start playing in these spaces yes. and when you maybe have never played before
1: um, it's hard to imagine uh, why, uh, why that might be, be necessary <laughs> it's a whole weird thing I feel like and because I didn't I've, I've thought about it as we've like like with the new campaign when we present and like the the new DM and the new player who hadn't really had that conversation before, and I was like, it is a bit of an odd thing to be like, hey, so we just met, we're gonna play a fun little a um, fun little game storytelling where right I tell things. you about all of we're my roll some dice, but before we do. What I need us all to do, am I need you to be cool with and responsive to? Yeah, and we're gonna go through a list. I'll come of to Jesus, thing, and like if it bugs you, can you raise your hand? Yeah, and i will like, but because, so like that's just as a concept is odd. Yeah, and I think how like how I like to do it. I think mean, you're the same is like we actually have a list we have a physical list and i think like for vampire the masquerade which i will start running soon i'm gonna have a more expansive list than we even have run before uh-huh. and probably a bit more detailed just because like even though we know each other quite well of them like when you get the nitty-gritty of like where are the lines on what we're cool exactly. with, exactly um and because like the new campaign we just joined is like an elder tour campaign exactly. like our Your campaign is not a horror campaign, but it's always good to know. It's good to to know. And, like, like,
0: that doesn't negate that there won't be dangerous situations that you'll be put in that could broach those subjects. Yeah. Um, And it's always good to have on hand to know... Your limitations, because as you know, as a DM, your priority is to make sure that everybody's having fun and
1: everybody's comfortable, exactly, and And that you and as the DM are also comfortable, exactly, and that you're not having to narrate anything that is triggering for you or that's bad for your brain or you know just not good. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a line between like oh a traumatic thing happening to my character and just being a bit of a masochist when it comes to that and, love, and like you just living for the trauma uh-huh. and then also something that actually touches on things that you have as a person experience that are sending you we're not trying to bring up shit you're addressing in therapy without your consent for sure as much as, as dnd is also an outlet for it comes for, up for like trauma but yeah we're not doing like your big <laughs> t trauma yeah yeah, yeah capital t bold trauma and I think it's a thing where we go through and like if you're if it's a group of friends and you're fairly comfortable, like it is pretty easy to just go through the list and someone will be like, "Hey," but it's the thing if we like you don't have to tell us why. No, you're like and this is the thing we just be like, "I'd rather not," or we'll kind of like stoplight it, you know, yeah. use that, and it's like you know, red light, yellow light, yeah, the the varying right. light
0: systems. You, um,
1: uh, I think Alyssa has. Soccer
0: cards. <laughs> she does. She has like a red card and a yellow. Card a red card and a yellow card throw. that she will use sparingly. <laughs> whenever anyone's being dumb. Yes.
1: Uh, sometimes it's a joke. As much
0: as she sometimes has an actual it's a joke, issue. and then there's serious moments for it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a super important thing to do, uh, and you know, kind of in line with like how we're starting this. Like, it should be one of the first things that you encounter when yeah. you are entering that yes. space. Um, and I think
1: with like our Past experiences and with the past campaign that, like you, me, um, Alyssa, and Bex played in with that past DM and a few other players, that was a it was a Ravenloft campaign. Yeah, and so it was implicitly horror and also kink because why not, right? Yeah. Because we're
0: we're fucked up hoes and we're not going to dig into why we were because like we oh, have- is this a scary campaign with
1: yeah horror elements yes what if it was also horny right. um <laughs> like this is for me yeah this is for uh me. yeah because like the you know the kink community and the dnd community that a circle it's a goddamn um, circle so and so it's the thing where like our dm knew everybody at the table really well yes and so he implicitly knew what our triggers were, generally like, I think, at a general level, just because he knew us. Yeah, because of the discussions we just had in general. Yeah, and just like a fr- the friendship that we had had, like, individually with him. But he did. We did not know each other's. Yeah, like triggers or things that could set each other off. And also, to be fair, like there are sometimes niche things that come up that like may have never come up, and yeah, a or field. like you didn't even think about until yeah. you were in the moment. Or it's like there's something that like traumatically happened to you in the past that you just don't really talk about and you have not confided it. So it's like that it it didn't go poorly. Like we managed it fine. Yeah. But it is a thing looking back and like toward the end of that conversation. and after about we it. left like and when I was thinking about how I would want to run my own table of it's like I like that was not super responsible yeah. of any of us yeah. to do.
0: Like, I think, I think especially given the context of like, I think lines and veils are more important in games where you are exploring those horror settings, absolutely. Um, yes. and then even triple so because we were also adding an element of kink, yes, um, to ours. And yeah. so, there, although, yeah, like you said, we some of us were brand new, like, we had just met totally. at the start of that campaign. You and I were friends for a while, but like, I don't think we had really like, gotten into. Any yeah, crazy conversations we just, about triggers or anything like that
1: not really i mean we knew the big the things, big the big ones but but it's like yeah it's never really a conversation where we're like hey so what's your list of traumatic things that have happened yeah that's, that's not really something that's not something you just talk about over coffee I and mean, maybe some people do it but like <laughs> you and i are also too bad at being vulnerable with people and relying oh. on people to have that conversation Listen, you can use our inside voice <laughs> so <laughs> don't need to come for me like that <laughs> You know, here, here, in York, in the same <laughs> bitch in different fonts. Um, so it's like, yeah, we, we knew some things, but it, yeah, like, it's just not a really thing where it's like, all right, pre, pre to having this human interaction, yeah. let's see what, like, it's not, yeah. it's not how it happens.
0: So, yeah, I agree in the, in the sense that, like, uh, on, on, on everybody involved in that scenario, we could have had a formal conversation, although, albeit it,
1: it never got to a point of, like, extreme discomfort. We no. managed... And the DM was good at, like, catching and pausing when yeah. we needed to. And people were also good at, like, removing themselves. Or, if like, that scene was not we're for We're like, them. this isn't really, or just, like, if maybe something happened, they were, like, a little squeamish about to be like, moving forward, this is a thing for me, and I'm going to step out. And then doing that, yeah. moving forward. So, like, we still handled it well and handled it safely, but it's just, like, it's a thing of the principle of it, looking mm-hmm. back and just mm-hmm. as a best practice. I yeah. was like, that was sort of an edge case campaign where Mm -hmm. it's like we were playing with some dark stuff which i love i've never made an we live for it in this house yeah i've never made an emotionally stable character in my life (laughs) uh but going along with that you have to there's a level of care i think that should be taken and just like again psychology (laughs) like this shit is my bread and butter right like it's a it's a responsibility thing. Yeah, absolutely, and and I also think like even beyond
0: just the element of like discussing triggers or what have you at the table, um, uh, it calls it also kind of sets a tone for open communication yes. with you and your players. Yes, um, especially in cases where you're like some of us don't know each other this well, and like you said, some of us I'm not gonna look at any reflective surfaces in this moment. Don't like being vulnerable with people. Yeah. Um and. Uh, no, it's also me. It's, I've been in therapy yeah, for hard. many years. I, I'll say that with my whole. It's course. hard uh, with people that they don't know
1: or they're not super familiar with. But it does help kind of open up that channel, I think. Yeah, and it sort of sets that precedent of – well, it's like, yes. It's like, is it a thing where – even like, like, I've had awkward moments where it's like, I'm uncomfortable with something. Do I sit at the table? Of course not because I am anxious and mm-hmm. have historically a fond response. And like, yeah. no – but, like, it sets – you have that precedent of, like, okay, even if you don't say it in the moment, you feel safe to talk about it later. Or yeah. to go and, like, get – just address it at some point with the other players yeah. in the DM it, at your own comfort level. Um, and I think the fact that you, if you can address it casually just you know, like, uh, hey, this is, like, a thing we're going to do, it's not a big deal. I'm not trying to, like – It's not a big deal. i not trying to get everybody's life story we right. We can pivot. Want accordingly. that. But, yeah. Just – I want to know like what we're comfortable with, home or not. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's something definitely like the and you know sometimes like you I think like you mentioned where it's sometimes you don't realize that there are things that are going to bother you until totally definitely. Point. Sometimes it's not even just about triggers. Sometimes you're like, I need a reality check on this particular
1: scene because it's a little intense. That's an it's an also an interesting thing that I really. uh like bleed over mm-hmm. which is definitely a thing of like dnd is effectively improv and so it's like that's something that's pretty in like theater communities and improv communities like bleed over is talked about and addressed really proactively but it's talked about like less openly in DD. i think just because we're not quite like yeah it's improv but yeah. it's like it's not like thrown under necessarily that same umbrella yeah yeah, yeah when th- people don't think of tabletop role play games in the same as like middle category theatrical art yes as i was like going to an improv class and yeah like we're gonna yell at each other over like our not like our fictional mother's trauma mm-hmm. like whatever i've never taken an improv class i probably Me either should. although it probably would be super great for, for the it would probably developing be really fun at the table. <laughs> um no yeah and it's like uh and it's like having that way of like being able to check yourself yeah. and then like starting it and like check in with, be it the DM, checking in with the part, the players, the players checking in with each other or whatever, being like, okay, we just role played. Something pretty an, intense, yeah. An intense argument or whatever. And it's like, all right, are we, or like something didn't go the way we mm-hmm. want it to. And the characters are frustrated and maybe the people are also frustrated. Yeah, sometimes- You were frustrated as a player about the in-character decisions being made at the table. Yes, and so there's that moment I feel like, okay, was that fight a fight in character, or was it also kind of a fight in person? Like, and if it was, like, where human emotions bleed over, that's okay. But it's like, are we good, or do we need to take a few minutes and Reality reality check a little bit, parse back out, and be like, okay, this is. Me, Mariah, the person that is controlling this character and this is the character Mm -hmm. and what their motivations are and their feelings and their reactions, which are not mine. Yeah. And like the lines and veil discussion, I think, sets that tone really early
0: Mm. to have those conversations be capable of being had in game out of game. Yeah. Pre, post, whatever. It makes check-ins really yeah. normal. And, you know, as you as you start getting into that space, like, I don't give a fuck who you think you are. I don't give a fuck if you made this character five minutes ago and you named him Boblin the Goblin.
1: Wasn't Boblin the Just happened to Boblin the Goblin. You probably. will
0: find that at some level, you've inserted yourself into that character. It might not be all of you. It might be a little portion of you.
1: Yeah. It might be. Whether you do it consciously or unconsciously. Whether you do it consciously
0: or unconsciously. I don't care if you didn't have a backstory for this character before you even started rolling some dice. As the story progresses at some point, you're inserting a part of yeah. yourself in here. Something subconsciously yeah. is,
1: is driving. Yeah. You yeah. And then
0: and... it can it can happen so quickly where somebody makes a statement about your character. You're like, that's a statement about me. And someone just opened the door. Yes. In the house
1: right and the whack me with a baseball That's built bat over the t- over my head and like it it's falling now um <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's very interesting and like i am somebody where i like to play dark characters mm-hmm. and i like to play with the darker elements of humanity through tabletop role-playing like hence why I, i'm running vampire the masquerade right <laughs> playing, like we're a consistent brand uh but in that, I have to also be very responsible with and accountable to myself and communicative with the people I'm playing with in my DM and the fact of like I'm good stepping into this, but I'm also aware that I might be opening myself up to feeling some not great feelings. Yeah. And that's okay. But you have to I have to prepare for that. And yeah. I have to do a lot and like I am very big on being accountable I think there's that. Like, there's
0: accountability for both the players and the DM, respectively. Because um, you have to look out for your own interests as well.
1: Absolutely. And it's hard, like... Or it seems to be hard as a DM. I've seen DMs like, take a moment, pause, and be like, is everything okay or whatever? And just the feeling in the air is that everything is definitely not okay. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, no, yeah, I'm fine. And it's like, I understand that impulse also to be like... I don't like – I I just had a moment sort of that where it's like if someone had asked me, I would have batted, like, okay. batted it out of the air. Because it's like I'm not okay, but I'm also not going to talk about it right now. Yeah. Um, and so it's like that's a hard push and pull. And both sides are understandable. I think mean, that's why like if you can create that culture where it's very easy and nonchalant almost. Mm-hmm. Talk about like – This is what might come up for me. Then in those moments where it is charged for you emotionally, you can still, like, you're not nonchalant about it anymore, but you can still communicate the things that you need to communicate. Exactly. To keep yourself safe emotionally, to keep other people emotionally safe, to to continue having fun. Yeah, I mean. at the end of the day, it is a game. It is a hobby. It is a game and a hobby, and it shouldn't have to be that. it's yeah it's not that deep
0: (laughs) it's not it's not that deep um and no like i remember for example like we we go back to the kink campaign because it's a really good example of this um and also i think on the on the note of the the self insert and and people opening doors and me looking at myself in, in ways that i didn't think about before yeah um uh That It was a kink campaign, but before we had decided there would be kink elements, I had already made my character. Yeah. Um, And I was already too invested in the story behind this character that I was like, I'm not going to switch it up now because I really like this. Uh, and she was already integrated with a big NPC in the yep. campaign. So yeah, yeah, you're like, already
1: invested in her. Like, I was already invested. Um, you had the Pinterest boards. I had you the had Pinterest the whole...
0: boards, the playlists. Yeah. Uh, the maladaptive daydreaming, long drives. Still, we can't. Yeah, we cannot. Pass can't her go back. Now. It's locked in now. And um, just entering that campaign, and then we ran into a little bit of an issue in that. The DM was having a hard time conceptualizing intimacy with a robot because my character was a little warforged. Yeah. Um, and I was like, homie, if you need me to send you source material, I have it a, I I have like it a I, plenty. You're
1: like, I can give you what you need. So I can give you what you need. And we can need.
0: finesse whatever you need me to finesse. Does she yeah. need to have attachments? Do we need to have a very
1: specific shop that she visits? A very specific vendor. (laughs) What do we what 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 do you need from me to get this going? And unfortunately, it was just
0: something we couldn't we could not find common ground on. Um, and as I started playing her, I would say she was the first time I played a character outside of my comfort zone. Like truly a character that I was not at, at the time, I thought not self inserted. Um and because normally I play pretty like promiscuous uh um, yeah, like and sexually comf- like forward confident, confident forward. characters. Yeah. Um and because that is just the the kind of person I am in real and life. It's fun. And it's very easy for me to tap into and it's fun. You know, who doesn't love a horny bard? Yeah. But I ironically enough made like a sex a sexless an asexual uh, an asexual, sexless yeah. bard robot. And so I was like, okay, one, I'm having to play someone that doesn't express or emote a lot. Um, And then two, Mm -hmm. me and my DM are not finding ways for her to be intimate. So I can't. Yeah, so you you can't build anything like that. And I also cannot find it in myself as as I started playing the character to find ways to justify her her being more sexual.
1: Because it's like, there's a thing of like, there are a ton of different ways to play a Warforge. Yeah. But where cadence that character went of like you did kind of get for no fault of like yours or the dms or anything i got like, kind of locked like i kind of pigeonholed into yeah. like this is a very i don't know if there's anything wrong with like playing a pretty like celibate ace character yeah I'm not absolutely to switch not and play. it's
0: just something i was a never
1: I had never done before, yes. and I was having a hard time,
0: kind of. You and know, you didn't really plan for. Yeah, and I was having a hard times, kind of stepping into the suit
1: of my character and yes. realizing how to play her. And then I and also, and because of that miscommunication and just yeah. that kind of miscommunication, lack of mercy and whatever, it was hard to you couldn't make the bigger shifts you maybe would have needed to make with Cadence yeah. to then direct her in a way where it's like, all right, she got a software update and she can something. Do this now. Like,
0: like soft, I can literally I something. find, I find something that could help me justify it to, yes. to get her in there. And
1: so that sort of, you felt
0: yeah, I more know. locked in. I felt pretty trapped and locked in. And then I also had just a moment of like realization that I was going through this whole, um, you know, as much of a, like, a, 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 a sexual being that I am, um, that also in turn causes people to sexualize you often. And then I was having like these realizations about all these characters that I've played so far.
1: And I was like, ooh, we're gonna and I'm <laughs> Like, damn. I I self-inserted in a way that I wasn't prepared for. It. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna cut of- that and like playing and realizing
0: that like I'm having a hard time playing Cadence because like I don't know because how to- she isn't sex- being
1: sexualized at and all I all. don't know
0: and I don't know how to work in an environment where I'm not using sex as a power oh. or being sexualized. And I was like, oh sheesh. <laughs>
1: It's like the only thing. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I need to take a lap. Oh, I was, it was – listen, it I was – like, t- cool a hardcore
0: realization for me. And I was like, yeah, ooh, yeah. I, need to, I need to step away. I remember having the conversation with that DM about that realization. And he's like, that sounds like something you need
1: to work through, Chief. And I was like, yeah, you're correct. Like, that seems like something for a, th- a mental health professional. You are correct. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's like that's an interesting thing where like as you can have those realizations – and then, like, still be cool to play that character. And sometimes you can have those things and be like, all right, I love I love things about this character. Yeah. And, then, like, as you sort of, once you had a different plan, you were able to kind of drop what you felt was shackling you a bit and just have fun yeah. with Cadence until our yeah. final days. Yeah. But it is that thing of, like, all right, it would be better and healthier and lighter for me to Step back from this, and now, like I have this information that I wasn't prepared yeah. to glean, and I'll deal with that in my own in way my own time outside time that is not at a table with six other human souls, exactly in a fantasy world like that. Not great. Right. Yeah, that's something
0: I need to take responsibility for outside right. of here. Like uh, we'll do
1: some journaling. We'll find a prompt for it.
0: Like <laughs> I don't know, but we're not gonna do goes work. and pays for a whole therapist. And I'm like, I am gonna sit here and tell you about every D and D character I've made up until this point, and we're yeah. gonna and we're gonna talk about it. Um, uh, because yeah, I one of our one of our players, Alyssa, genuinely does that, and
1: like <laughs> I had to do it in my last therapy session. I had to go in. I'm like, I've told I told you I play D and D, right? She's like, yeah. And she does not. Um, So I was like, cool, I'm going to have to explain this in a way where I give you the information that you need clinically (laughs) to make a conclusion. (laughs) But you don't – I don't just, like, go off in the weeds of, like, explaining how spellcasting works. Because that's not relevant. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about here.
0: um, Yeah, so it's always interesting. Yeah. But it is is something that, like, uh, it made me – have a realization have a realization about all the feature characters that i was making and then i like and then but also in turn i started exploring that self-insert in different ways yeah like now i kind of parse out a little bit of like what part of me am i going to throw in here that's what i yeah i like Um, to do that too and uh it's really helped me explore like different parts of my personality that don't rely on just
1: solely that fact that's why i like to play with the darker stuff because Mm -hmm. it's things where like the person I am and the values that I have on things and things like I would, there's a ton of things I would never have no desire to do, but you have those little intrusive thoughts. And so it's like, well, what if I took this intrusive thought and I made a person around that Mm -hmm. and they gave themselves permission to be a monster? Mm -hmm. What then? Mm -hmm. And like, that's interesting to play with. And it's interesting as someone like, I think I have a weird ability to like psychoanalyze myself and be like abstract about same, it same same yeah and like mine is definitely from this like site background too which is probably of uh, arguably not healthy um <laughs> according to the therapist we should stop doing that but yeah it's an interesting fun little thing of like, like you can look at yourself in abstract mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. in a way that's kind of cool
0: yeah it is it is super cool and introspective um and something that like you don't really realize when you're like i just signed up to play fan like make believe with a bunch of adults
1: yeah when our schedule is lined up and the google calendar yeah. invite was uh, was accepted uh, and you don't have to like we both i think have characters where we just show up we sign on to discord we show up at the table and we roll dice yeah and like we have our like i have my rogue character i'm like she stabs a lot I like rolling that sneak attack game. That's <laughs> I love the good, good damage. The good the good maraca shake of all those damage <laughs> dice. It's good for my brain. Um, and yeah, like I have ideas. and Like I've talked to that DM and like there's other things I could do with her character. But I like that that campaign is more light and mm-hmm. that it's more just about, you know, bebopping around the fantasy world. Yeah. And it's not, it isn't super plot heavy and emotional and it's not like a hyper fixation and i'm thinking like with the strict saving campaign like we leave the table and for the next month and so we play again <laughs> your mind is reeling about the possibilities yeah, I'm and like, the like oh, of your action Char- characters a b c d e f and g are involved in this yeah and what are what's the- their perspective how are they going to react how is this going to set off a chain of reactions <laughs> it's gonna and i'm texting you about npcs and we're like not not in a meta way, but just in a like we both need the stimulus of like <laughs> yeah, discuss. I need it. something
0: to carry me yes. through
1: until a month
0: later. Yeah, sit and down like, I need to deal. get like a
1: lay of the land as her as the player, so I can know what my character is sitting in, and I can like
0: orient appropriately. A hundred percent. A hundred
1: percent. Yeah
0: it's all, it's always that good, good to me. And then like, I think taking it back. I I
1: know we we fucking ramble, but we fully did. We I, fully. I definitely had a moment where I was like, "Fuck this episode!" Is supposed to be a lines and veils, and and we're gone. We're, we're off gone. in the fields, and and the veils did veil, and we're in are. the back forty, right? Now. <laughs> like we're not even. <laughs> but I think, you can't
0: see the road. I think taking it back to that lines and veils, and then like also opening lines of communication. Yeah. Um, you know, I had an experience with a DM for an online campaign. Where when we first started, he was like a new, he was a new DM. That was mm-hmm. his first campaign he was starting with. And I remember, you know, these are also people that I've never met. We're yes. Only playing online. So I don't even have like never met him in person. I've got names and that's it. Um, and I think we were in a in a dungeon or something, and there just kept being situations where I was like, maybe I didn't agree with this ruling, but like, you know, he's a first-time DM and mm-hmm. I'm a, and I'm a, and I'm gonna let it ride. Uh, but then there was a point where I think I I was also still I, what I would consider like relatively new to D&D. And so I would say where I'm good with role play at the time, I was not very good at
1: combat or like yes. strategizing my turn. And I will say like the, our mutual friend DM that played, the, the DM the, almost a directed, kind of as a director. A director, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> DM the Ravenloft campaign, and then the campaign before that, where you and I met, mm-hmm. um, was very forgiving about mechanical stuff. Yeah. And like, he definitely, he adhered to rules in a way, but he had certain things that he just didn't like. Like, he didn't like touch healing. So it's like all healing was AoE healing. Yeah. And then so you go to like other DMs and they're like that's you're like I got spoiled a little, they're little like, bit they're like that's OP as fuck and we're, and it's like well cuz our DM was annoyed by the concept of touch healing so he's like fuck it I do what yeah. I want and but like other DMs don't do that so it's been like oh okay this is a di- you have to treat each thing
0: each DM as individually a because yeah sometimes you get a little bit spoiled with the 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 home home rules yeah. of your game um, but, yeah, so, like, I was, like, you know, trying to take a, a a step back and be, like, you know, this is a different DM. These are different rules. And I was, like, you don't know these people. I don't like know these people. DM, like, and he is just starting to DM. So I don't want to. We're know, online. So you can't see tone.
1: You can't see facial expressions. Yeah. You can't, so there's lots
0: right. of factors going into it. But I remember there was a point where, like, um, like I said, I was not super great at strategizing my turn or understanding the the action economy mm-hmm. kind of thing or all of my own abilities yeah. yet this is a class I haven't played before and I made some decisions that um, in retrospect are pretty stupid <laughs> like now knowing what I know. Um, but I was taking I was taking the perspective of like me playing a video game versus me playing d mm-hmm. and I think I was trying to I was trying to do something to the element of like kiting the enemies through a hallway and creating, like, a bottleneck situation. Mm. And, it like, I was the first one to go. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And so he made kind of a a comment about, like, okay, well, Valendra has opted to just be in this corner and hide and not do anything with her turn, pretty much. Yeah. And it it was, like, a little underhanded comment. And And it's kind of just, like, yeah, it hit me. It hit me weird. And um, in retrospect, like now knowing what I know, what I didn't know then, like is like I was a rogue DM assassin, like, and that, I was yeah. first in,
1: in yeah. initiative order. And knowing that DM is now as a person, like you can sort of yeah. interpret it better. Yeah, like, hit with his tone and his humor style exactly. That but is.
0: in the moment, it hit me wrong. And like our our old DM was also a player in that in that campaign, so I remember DMing him in the moment and being like. Am I crazy, or like, did that? Did, did that
1: kind of suck? Yeah. Is it fair that that irked me?
0: Yeah. And he was like, I can see why, like, that would irritate you, or like, the the tone of it. He's like, just like talk to him about it. And but I had the nerves of,
1: like, and I, you know me, I am not a. You're one of the more outspoken <laughs> women that I know, and I mean that genuinely. As a compliment. <laughs> like through my friendship with uh-huh. you, I've done so much good shit for my confidence and just my ability that. to like be less hard on myself and love myself more and all of that. But yeah, you are not generally a person that is afraid of conflict. Right. Exactly. Is a is a is a nice way to say it. Um <laughs> but I mean, you're not confrontational. No. But it's just like you're yeah, you aren't yeah. you aren't averse to conflict yeah. if it's necessary. But
0: I do have a moment of inse- one, it was like insecurity in my own ability and knowledge in the game and then being called out on it.
1: And being called out, and by a person kind of that I don't felt know. Shitty.
0: Yeah, it felt shitty. And also, like now I'm having to confront this person about it in in a in a way that like I don't know this man,
1: Um and also mm-hmm. uh I'm like the only woman in the party. I was about to say like I thought if I thought you were the only woman. at the time at the time I was and with, you were the newest party member and I by was the newest lot. party
0: member by a lot. Like all these guys have played with each other. Yes, and I was just like this new girl coming in, and yeah. and. There is a level of like that that kind of carried over insecurity from like my gaming days, of like the reason I don't play online, like being on the Come, servers
1: with all yeah, the, like, and like men talking shit is. about my
0: ability because I suck, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't get the opportunity yeah. to learn because you're yelling. I'm getting yelled at by twelve year olds about how I'm three hundred pounds and ugly, <laughs> and,
1: and like, like random shit. Like yeah, that. you're like so, I, I know I'm bad. Like I accept I accept that I'm bad at video games. Yeah. And so it was It was an
0: element of, like, I think a lot of that was getting brought back up for me. And yeah. I, I think that falls in that, like, things you didn't expect would bother you.
1: Yes. Um, and then they
0: come up in the moment. And uh, I eventually did, like, I, I think after the game was done. Because it kind of set a sour tone for me for the rest of the game. Yeah, no. I,
1: I remember you messaging me after, like, you texted me after you you all, like, finished playing that session. Mm-hmm. You're like, that night or the next day. And you're like, this happened. And I was like, no, that's valid. Yeah, because I also didn't. I mean, I've still never really met. I met like one of the guys mm-hmm. very briefly, but I saw like I know these people. so I'm like, yeah, just objectively, I see like that would have also
0: yeah loved me.
1: But like you know, I I approached him, I let him know,
0: and uh, and we had a good conversation about it. And he had like I didn't even like think about it that way. And he's like, I can definitely see why my my tone and the comment in the moment like it's not great. And you know, we talked about how, like, also respectively, he comes from an environment where he only plays with men, and like, the the riffing and the and the roasting is often and frequent.
1: Sure, and it's like it's not that like you can't. Handle it's not being that I can't handle roasting. it. It's just like a does if someone doesn't know you and hasn't like established that, that friendship rapport. and that rapport. Yeah, it's like you kind of haven't earned the right. To <laughs> yeah, to you roast. have not earned the right to poke the bear. And like I kind of have had had a similar situation in the campaign of the newer campaign we're currently playing in where like I put my character in a sort of confrontational position and I knew that going in but then it turned to be more confrontational than I thought it was Mm -hmm. and I'm like this is hitting some bad things Mm -hmm. for my brain and one because like I my expectations were misaligned with what it really is and that's certainly not the DM's fault. It's honestly really not my fault because also the nature of improv is as you yes and your way through it, yeah. things polarize. Yeah. And like characters become extreme. And you think someone's just like a normal dude and you're like, he's a, he's a whole himbo. <laughs> now. Because <laughs> of just... I feel called out. How, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm just like, it, it happens. It happens. Like, that's exactly. a very known and established thing in improv communities. But, so it's kind of like, okay, like why... Am I feeling like this? And it's weird knowing that you're sitting in, like, this situation, playing a game, rolling dice, playing a game. Yeah. And you're like, I'm having an emotional reaction that feels incongruous with what is happening. And I know it's deeper yeah. than just th- this event or this exchange or the way this person is speaking yeah. to me. Like, I know the reason that it bothers me is, like, tied to 80 strings that i can yeah pull. but it's in like and having to sit there and for me i'm sort of like i sort of just start shutting down mm-hmm. when i feel that way and so because i get frustrated and upset and then i get anxious and guilty over the fact that i'm frustrated and upset and then i start masking more and more and more and then i shut down and i'm like please god don't perceive me mm-hmm. like role play with anyone else for 10 minutes please divert all attention away from me i am right. a houseplant sitting in this chair literally <laughs> i was like if i could become one with the stool i'm sitting on that would be <laughs> ideal. ideal um i need a minute and so like i had to kind of take that and sit with it and parse and be like okay this is maybe a situation where like one my communication style and that DM's communication style are just different. And we don't know each other super well yet. And I'm reactive to certain things. And particularly in the way of, like, when it feels like men are being combative with me. Of, like, it's very easy for that to kind of put me on the back foot and make me bristle. Even if it's combative in a role play sense. Mm-hmm. Right? If I and Because I thought about, like, I don't have that problem with you. or Like, I haven't had that problem with the previous DM who's who's a good friend of mine. But... And it's like, well, why? I'm like, okay, well, maybe I just, because I don't know this person that yeah. well yet. And that's okay. But, like, I had to do that work of sitting and, like, separating it out and being like, okay, this is practically in the game what I need. And it was just, like, to make a new character and make a weird little creepy way of the long death monk who, mm-hmm. like, wears a plague mask and just bops around and collects bones. Yeah. Um, and just have a chiller Experience. interpretation with it and... Let it ride and see where it goes, and don't feel like I need to bring in a novella of lore for every th- every character yeah. that I play. Which, like, ironically, I feel like God that is sh- your preferred character creation like method. Absolutely, yeah. and like, there's a reason that's why I when I decided I wanted to run something, I went to Vampire Masquerade because it's all character driven, and that's why I specifically went to the Camarilla. And why we're doing fall of London is because the court politics and all of like the different factions and everyone working against each other and all that jazz. Like, yeah, I want to sit for hours and build characters and figure out who they are and what has happened in their life and their relationship to other NPCs and to other characters and how they're viewed by different people and how that affects hmm. the chain of events coming out. Know? Like, I'm a writer. That's my bread and butter. But you could still have fun just being a little kooky weirdo and growing your dice. And I feel like I should have known that because I do that. Mm -hmm. I really get another campaign for some reason. I think I just, my brain was in like the mode it's in with your campaign. Yeah. And I was like, it copy pasted when it shouldn't have. Because like I didn't take my own advice and be like, okay, this is a separate thing. Yeah. That I need to approach as its own entity and not try to use another past experience as the mantle with by which i judge this exactly and i think it's also hard
0: in that in that in that specific scenario because um like we've mentioned before we play strict Haven once a month um we play that other campaign in the same exact weekend. yeah
1: the day after the
0: day after so you are getting back to back vastly different experiences yes and like
1: It's not, like, the game is fun. It's not a bad experience at all. It's just different. And that's okay. And Mm -hmm. that's good, in fact. But, yeah, it was just that thing of, like, I had to sit and identify and parse through and figure out, like, okay, all I really need from my DM is to just play a different character. Yeah. That's, like, I'm not in a place really where and some of it is definitely my own stuff and like personal life and work stuff where Mm -hmm. like I've had to deal with men being combative and like disrespectful and like it almost became an hr issue yeah and so i'm like also aware of like this is a hot button for me right yeah because you're like and... i kind of did walk myself into a room
0: with this character where that's yeah. like almost the entirely all oh, the interaction yeah. she's gonna have
1: and i didn't think about that yeah. at all and i'm like that's fully on me <laughs> yeah like that was my bad and i like okay let's just hit reset mm-hmm. and come at it from a different angle And relax a lot. Yeah. And because at the end of the day, it's a game. It's
0: a game. It's a hobby. It's not that serious. If you're starting to get uncomfortable, don't think that, you know, other people don't go through it. You know, like oh yeah. It's it's a normal experience. And especially when you're delving into into parts of your personality that you didn't realize or scenarios that you've never encountered before, but are now encountering in kind of a, a, a fictional
1: sense. Or you're getting thrown for like a realization loop yeah where you're having to like figure out or realize something about yourself or having to figure out why you're feeling some kind of way of like it can very much be it can be very isolating it can be like okay everybody's having a great time and i'm the only one that's not yeah and like and it's like that's not like if that is valid and it does feel like that mm-hmm. at the moment but there's a simple way to fix it.
0: Absolutely. And like I, I've had similar experiences where um, I also kind of got into a bad headspace of, of at one point, like I think I was going through, a, <laughs> well, I mean, we're not going to get into it, but I was all, already going through a lot of emotional stress.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: it, dealing with dynamics with certain people that were at that table, but we love that game so much. And um, I think there was some pre-planned, a pre-planned scene for like, we were going into like a, largely role play set based session Mm -hmm. where it was us deciding like what is our character going to do in this downtime post a big battle and me and him the the dm had worked out like a lot of details about what how that was going to look and the the things that were going to happen in that time uh, of her downtime and it was going to be pretty important pretty significant for this character yes Um, and then we actually get into it and uh you know it's kind of like there's an element of you create the structure of the scene and you know the main points you're going to hit. But we wanted to, you know, role play out. Yeah,
1: let it be the, natural interactions.
0: But we know that the, it's going to it's going to start and end in this trajectory.
1: Yeah, and like you're going to have these concrete abilities, whatever, coming exactly. out of it exactly. that you're now going to be able to work And with.
0: then, you know, I watched him do these scenes with other people and they were all great scenes. And then we get to mine and uh, there's a point where we divert from, the narrative of what we had discussed right and i'm kind of looking at him and like it's it's not yeah, going the way i'm
1: watching that and not really knowing what was going on yeah like, and i was like well there, again you
0: know? you're kind of you're trapped in the scene of yes ending. and i was like i mean you control the world so i can't dictate outside of this yeah so i i played along with it at first and i think when the scene concluded i was like expecting there to be more and maybe he just has a different plan for how it's gonna happen mm-hmm. and when it didn't i was like is that it and he's like, yeah. And like we moved on and it threw me into such like a bad headspace that I wasn't expecting or ready for. And I think it's when a lot of emotional stresses I was dealing with other stuff outside, outside factors. And then this happened and I just kind of got into this headspace of like feeling disregarded. Yeah. And I was like, we, I had an
1: expectation going into it. Yeah. And you're like, you thought like, we're like, oh, like we did the work and we communicated and everything. And that's like, and like I know what's gonna happen, and then that didn't and I was happen.
0: Doing that in an effort with a character that I'm already uncomfortable playing and feeling like I'm not playing to their full potential.
1: Yes. So I think that I just got into a little spiral. Yeah, and it's like I'm trying, and I yeah. feel like my effort, yeah, was discarded a little bit. And, th- and that
0: feeling of sitting at that table and realizing everybody else is having so much fun, and I am spiraling <laughs> yeah, at the moment. Very much, yeah, and feel that. You know, I I think at one point I like the person next to me messaged me asking if I was okay because they could tell that like something was off. And then I think I messaged him privately during the session, yeah.
1: being like, Hey, what happened to this and this and that? And yeah. Really, um, I waited until we took a break and asked you because I didn't, I could tell something was wrong, but yeah. I was like, I didn't want to ask you in the middle. And then it'd be like, oh, and you're like, I'm right. going to break down right here, right yeah. now. I, was <laughs> like, I'm I know everyone. you well enough that I'm like, I'll grab you when we take a break yeah. and ask.
0: But um but then, you know, upon messaging him, uh yes, we had all that discussion pre-planned prior to the session, mm. but apparently he had written a message where he was like, hey, actually, we're not going to do these parts because I want to do those later as a different element of your character development. And he just never sent that message. Right. It was just left there in the ether. And so yes. I had an expectation. He thought he had communicated. And it's and, and it was just it, the wires crossed in an inopportune moment.
1: Right. And like and also think of like you can, like that's going that to happen. Like we're, we're people. We are people. Like and, and it, no one is
0: infallible. It is not his fault. It is not my fault. Right. It's,
1: it's its own thing. And so I went, what's yeah. that happen? I was like, oh, okay. I feel fine with it. Like, you're like, it makes sense now. It makes sense. I'm and like, I'm- it didn't, like, there was an ADHD moment and that's yeah. understandable. And that's perfectly But like, yeah, this wasn't a weird moment of like, you giving me less than you were giving to other people or like, you yeah. pulling the rug out from under me yeah. in some way. That, like, I expected a thing and then I got 50% of it. Exactly. And then it's like, oh, okay. That makes sense. But you still had the emotion and the experience of, like, that feeling bad. Yeah. And, like, it's – And that's fair. And I think that's where, like, it comes back to establishing that culture of open communication. Exactly. Exactly. is so that, like, you can deal with that. And, like, you can take a break and you can, like, you know, everybody can get snacks or whatever and you can sort out what happened and then kind of be like, okay, straighten it out in your brain and we can keep playing. Yeah. And it doesn't so, have to turn into a thing where you spiral so far that you fully shut down.
0: Yeah. And then and then at that point, you're not having fun. Nobody else is having fun because they realize like you're mm-hmm. in a moment and like, you know, nobody, it's having the realization that like, if you are going through something at that table, just because everybody else is having fun does not mean that they would ever want you not have fun for their sake.
1: Yes. And that is hard it's easy to say that and it's hard to, to
0: do it in the moment <laughs> yeah.
1: because yeah like we've both been there and it's it's very easy to be the person it's like yeah yeah. there's a problem like tell like of course yeah like, say something yeah but then when it's you that has the problem you're like i am aware what that rule doesn't fully apply to me <laughs> i am the exception in all yeah. things and you're not but it's just like i don't want to like that that seems awkward intense and I don't want to make it weird. Yeah, but it's 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 having the knowledge that like, okay,
0: perfectly fair. Maybe you're spiraling in the moment at the table and you don't want to
1: ruin the vibe, but you know, you can after between that session and the next, like definitely address it. Don't just let it fester and torture and haunt your soul for like the next however long (laughs) you play that campaign. And you know, like sit sit your DM down.
0: I know, especially like for, for me in my case, like I would be horrified to know that like any of you had some kind of poor experience didn't communicate it and then we're no longer having fun at the table yeah when it could have been something that we could have easily remedied or fixed or pivoted or addressed in whatever
1: way shape and fashion exactly and i think it's like we are all because the four of us are so close and it's like we're each other's you know our best friends it's super easy for us to one read each other and know each other and tell when it's an in-character issue versus it's a personal like person issue and it's a lot easier to if there were ever any problems which the chance of that happening is already quite low because you know us so well Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to address that versus where like in most cases in the cases where in that like if you're not that comfortable and close-knit with yeah. everybody at the table even if you're friends even if you like them like maybe they're new or maybe like you are just you're not bonded like that and more often than not you're gonna like situations are gonna come up where even like little things yeah of like a disagreement over like should it be an action to take a potion versus a bonus action yeah and it, like is that the hill to die on? Like, <laughs> Are we now in a me, Mexican standoff across right. the table? If, or it's like, if, and if your DM is like, no, it really should take an action because that cork is sealed in there. Yeah. Then it's like, all right, if I can take some action, fine. But it's still worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, I think also, you know, in the, in the respect of establishing that like comfy communication mm-hmm. um, with Strixhaven, for example, prior to it being just the, the, the three of y'all, We had those two other players, and they were brand baby spanking new. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Brand baby spanking new. new. Between, like... It was you, and then one of them, and me. I'm like, and, I need one of one you babies of on either side of me. And then Bex. And yeah, so it's like we're sandwiched in with, like, experienced Experience players babies. and mama DM. You're like, you are cocooned. <laughs> in, <laughs>
0: yeah, and <in> world <wraps. laughs> And I also, like, you know, when we started and then we had our lines and veils discussion, and we also established a lot of house rules, um, I implemented, like, nonverbal ways to have timeouts, yeah, you know, because which I like a lot because those two people respectively I knew have a lot of social anxiety, and yeah, and like, like, I, an, like I also have a yeah, lot, of and entering anxiety. a new space where you're like. I'm role-playing for the first time, and this is nerve-wracking.
1: With and new people. With and new people. Doing thing. And, like, I want to do well, and I want to, like, yeah, I want this to be fun and to, like, get along. It's so easy. Yeah. Can and can I wanted to – discard your own needs. I wanted to
0: establish and let them know that, like, if you don't want to interrupt a scene because social anxiety, but it is encroaching on things that you might be uncomfortable with. Like, there is a nonverbal cue. Um, I, I think for for us, we it's just use like, like, a physical team with yeah. your hand that you could do and I asked other players at the table to also help, help you know hold keep to that eye. in that if I'm in the scene and I don't see this person making a tea with their hands um, somebody else that is comfortable yeah voicing it knows you a bit more like, like hey, hey time out hey, oh, real yeah. quick or they also make a tea until everyone at the table is making a tea Marcia. and you're like okay this is now yeah we are all tea posing <laughs> Um, at the table and levitating. Um, and you're like, okay, maybe we we'll pause the scene. But um, I wanted to implement those things because you have to take into account that some people have
1: a harder time Yeah, about. it's it's tough. And, like, it's so easy to overthink that. And it's so easy to be like, well, it would be simpler and smoother and just more fun for the other people if I don't stop and, like, have this conversation about this thing that's bugging me. Yeah. And whether that's in a session, whether that's between sessions, whatever. But if you don't address the thing, like, it doesn't just suddenly not become a problem. Exactly. And even if you can kind of, like, rationalize it to yourself and put it away, it's still going to affect the level of comfort and, like, vulnerability you can reach with those other players, with the DM. And not to say that you have to just, like, gut yourself at every table. Like, everybody does not have to be... You do not have to bare your fucking soul. No, by no means. Um, yeah. And, like, arguably, you shouldn't. Like, everyone <laughs> doesn't need to know everything about you. That's one of, like, my big soapboxes of just, like, this is a fun little message from yeah. my almost 28 years circling <laughs> the earth of, like, you can have different levels of relationship with people. Yeah. And I that is so. healthy mm-hmm. and good. But, like, if you want it to ever kind of go a bit deeper then it's even more important to be able to have that have communication. those yeah have that communication have those
0: lines of bales established um and know where where the walls are in the playpen yeah you know? for sure and keep keep that separation in hand um yeah super super important and you know at the end of the day it's just a fucking game
1: it's just a fucking game. It's just game. a
0: fucking game. It's just a hobby, and it's not that serious.
1: And we, got, we got 53 minutes. I thought we weren't going to get a full hour out of this. <laughs> and why, here we are. I don't know why I doubted us, but I was like, we're going to start. <laughs> and I was like, I don't – I'm like, can we random? Listen, I have no doubts because uh, – And then we started going on tangents, and I'm like, now we got it. <laughs> I told you. I told you. The tangents fill the void. Well, it's, like, it's,
0: it's locked in we got it 100 and you know it's the entire reason why we started this because i was like i have full confidence that you and i could sit here for 12 fucking hours yeah just going this is just our just friendship. rolling rolling well regardless we're at the end and um i hope you enjoyed this little yes. little safety consent talk, safety little consent talk. Lines and bales. we love to see it
1: um pra- and practicing what we preach and getting it out there in the second episode
0: yeah getting getting it out there in the second episode establish the good rule exactly. and then get into the fucking wacky yeah scenarios and the shenanigans. yep all the fun stuff all the all the fun stuff well thank you so much i hope you enjoyed it and um we hope to see you next time bye bye table talk is a podcast brought to you by mythos media productions bringing you a new episode every wednesday wherever you get your podcasts find us on instagram and tiktok at table talk rpg or check us out at our website mythosmediaproductions.com All business inquiries can reach out to us via email at info at
1: com.